This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. One, two, three, clap. <laughs> I said one, two, three, fire truck noise. That's what I was saying. One, two, three. One, two, three. I can edit that in. Yeah. I can edit that in. Okay. <laughs> and he's okay. the toilet talking reindeer. Oh, jeez. Hello, dear. Glad So that happened. Oh god. Stop. Just stop. Just stop. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the Brewmasters Club Craft Brews Geek News Podcast, where we talk about all sorts of local flavors, national stories, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could speak to these topics and more besides me? Hi, I'm Donnie. And uh, Mr. Lausman, how are you this evening? hey uh, hey Hey-oh. Just coming in with a loud hey uh, no. Coming in hot with a couple fire trucks. Yep, got a fire trucks. Rolling, roll trucks, roll. Roll tide. That's what they say. Yep, someone's having a rough night, apparently. Someone's, Ugh. yep, not having a good time. Yeah. That's fine. Ugh, but but I'm good. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, hi, uh, how are you? <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> good. Um, so again, just, just two red bros doing, doing the shows these last few weeks, and that's fine. Everything's fine. We've got... Um, this is probably going to be the last show before Christmas, or no, we'll do one probably the week of Christmas, maybe. Maybe we'll do a Christmas cast. Whoa. Ooh. Little Christmas cast. Little Christmas cast. Well, technically, it should be Christmas cast. Yeah, two weeks from now, it'll be Christmas cast, so, or, or, or the night before Christmas cast. <laughs> the night before Christmas cast. I kind of like that. <laughs> that would be technically next Tuesday, so we'll see what happens there, but... We are not here to talk about Crimbus, exactly. We are here to talk about a little segment we called, What Are You Drinking? What Are You Going to Drink? Are you drinking much? Uh, no, that's part of the fun. Um, mm. Yeah, but I was hoping we brought the same thing. I know we didn't really talk about it, but I was hoping we might have brought an imported Ooh! beer. Oh my god, did we seriously? Of all the beers that beer ever brewed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Wow. So this, this will be a rare usual. one. This will be a yeah. joint um Oh, mixing review! A joint review. We can do these at the same time. We'll say yin and yang, his and her, I'll be his. It'll be a rebrew. Rebro, you just sound like a, a toy dying of batteries. <laughs> like Mark the Moose, you sound like Mark the Moose. Uh, I actually, well, we'll get into that, but yeah, there's a uh, there's a character amongst my living quarters currently. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying not. Is to. it Mark the Moose? It's not. It's not Mark exactly. Oh God, I wasn't even gonna get this. 
Is it a different moose? How many meese? How many meese do you hang out with? I don't hang out with any of these. It's a reindeer. And he's a toilet talking reindeer. Oh, jeez. So that happened. Oh God! Stop! Just stop! Just stop! That's so. Who got you that? That was last year's um, white elephant Christmas um, toy or whatever that I got with. Or that was two years ago. I got for the for the boys at work. For yeah, for the boys at work. Last year, I actually got chopsticks that are two lightsabers that are cool because you eat with a clear part and you hit the button and they turn blue, and then your sushi (laughs) turns blue, which is amazing. That's actually. Pretty very. That's very rad. Uh, yeah, that's why I stole for that one. But yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. Anyways, back to the back to what are you drinking? So we did both bring the same beer because you were the one that that got this beer in the uh, podcast. You want to you want to talk about it a little bit? You can lead off, and I'll jump in. Uh, sure. So this is a, another unsheather um, here and take a look from Drekkers. Yep, this is another one uh, from our Fargo edition. <laughs> Uh, Fargo delivery uh, again. Thanks, Mom and Don. Um, but yes, we uh, got in trouble last time. Yep, got in big trouble. <laughs> but no, this is the Wheeze the Juice by Drecker Brewing Co. Uh, and uh, up in Fargo, and I haven't opened mine yet, but it's their IPA. Don't you know? Yet, you know what? Oh, don't you know? Don't you know? Ah, oh, jeez, you betcha. So, ah, oh, jeez, clean take there. <laughs> Didn't mean to. Sorry. <laughs> Like right it is there. independent. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's got some crazy artwork on it. That's fun too. The can's Drecker, really again, cool. Love yes. it. The can is really cool. Gotta yeah. gotta admit, like a zombie with like ooze coming out of his eyes and flame shooting everywhere. It's all really really neat. But um, so I believe this is their uh, the Wheeze Juice would uh, be their juicy IPA. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, Wheeze correct. Uh, we Wheeze correct. From now on, we're going to refer to each other as the, <laughs> the third person, <laughs> Weez. as Weez, <laughs> for the rest of the show. Um, but no, it's a um, 6%, and I think it does it, IBUs? IBUs are somewhere on here. But yeah, you, like you mentioned, independent. That's awesome. We love that. We love Fargo, and we love Drecker. I love Drecker anyways. Um, you have yet to go. So, But yeah. Uh, yeah, super fun. Really juicy. Like really, really juicy. Like Starburst juicy. Um, yeah, and it is. It is definitely on the. It's definitely on the sweeter side. Yep, but also very smooth as well. So, I like yep. it. Only slight. Only slightly bitter. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not a, a super. It's. It is like got a heavier body to it, though. I'll give it that because it is. It actually, in my opinion, it, it drinks like a heavier beer rather than like a more easy out and about every kind of day drinking IPA. Right, it almost feels like it's just got a lot more complexity to it, even though it's not overly strong in one way or another, overly fruity or piney or what have you. It's really just kind of like pretty solid. And when I say solid, I mean it's not again not heavy, but it's solid. <laughs> I can, that makes sense. I could see some of my buddies who don't drink beer like getting like muscling through a glass of this and being like, "That wasn't that mm-hmm. wasn't that rough." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, but. It was awesome. So, yeah. Thanks again, Mama Don. <laughs> no, but it's okay. So more than more than just the fact that it's kind of a muscly beer that you got to get through. Um, what what? Why did you choose this one specifically that you liked so much out of the ones, the, all the ones that you tried in in um, in Fargo? Well, um, so this one, 
I really like it because it is um, it's a good beer in between trying other beers. And what I mean by that is like there was a lot of like bold flavors up there. And when I hit this one, I was like, okay, I was like, this this is nice. Like this is nice and relaxing. This isn't in your face. It's not like you like to your point. It's not bitter. It's not you know not super bitter. And you know it's not. I almost get like mangoey, like yeah. orange, orangey pulp kind of orangey kind of like uh, like but not, not orange a, juice, but like a pulpy orange. But not over the flavor. top. Yeah, not over the top of that. Um, so no, it was just nice and smooth, and it was like in a. You have to think like I save up you know going up there and then all of a sudden i'm like let me try this and that and this and that and this and that and i'm like i try some stuff and i'm like yeah old lady grapes like Ugh. like i just like <laughs> i just <laughs> i try so many things and then all of a sudden yeah. you know i hit i hit this one i was like oh this is cool this is a cool beer to just kind of chill out i think we last time i was there and had this we like saw some live music and it was like this is just neat to be able to slow down and be like i'm not doing a flight i'm just having a whole glass of this and i'm enjoying it so that's why I liked it. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm reading more reviews on it, and it's you know, it's definitely a, people are calling it a classically soft, classically soft New England IPA, which is that hazy IPAs yeah. um, that we keep talking about. Little pineapple, little orange, a lot of that stuff's coming in. Apparently, it has it's it's hopped with over three pounds of mosaic and mandarina Bavaria hops per barrel. That's crazy. Wow, um, a lot of, a lot of hops mm-hmm. in the mix, if you ask me. <laughs> But it does have people are, are pretty much unanimously stating that it does have a softer kind of finish. So yeah, um, good, nice yeah. and smooth. I really like it. So comparative to the one that I had last time, which was Ectogasm. Ectogasm, yeah, that one was way more um, citrusy. I think that one was not as piney. But again, for our local independent craft beer, both very drinkable. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it was cool to like kind of switch. Um, I totally agree. It was cool to switch between the two and just be like, "Oh, this one's nice and smooth. This one's in your face." So, I think it's a good face. compliment. In your face, yeah. I'm in your face. <laughs> I'm in your face. <laughs> a little Fast and Furious on me, huh? Okay. Yeah, a little wheeze and the Furious on you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All. Well, yeah. Besides that, I honestly, um, again, with moving house, doing stuff around the house, what I've been drinking a lot of is um, our standard highlight. I've been drinking so much of that just because it's, it's local, and again, you can get it anywhere, and it's great. And that's just one of those, you, you get it, you can just sip on it, you know, do putzing around the house, doing whatever. Um, and it's it's really, uh, really a blast. Nice. And then the last thing I want to give a shout out to, what are you drinking, what are you going to drink, is Norton's Pub, <laughs> Norton's <laughs> which is right Pub. down the road. Yep. Love that. Norton's Pub. Where we spent last weekend um, just hanging out, and uh, that was a blast. We had a sandal fight. Yep. Someone blew out their flip-flop. I blew out my flip-flop, and I blamed you, and <laughs> uh, even though it wasn't necessarily your fault, somehow it was your fault, and so... <laughs> Well, we got into a sandal fight, and then I had to walk uh, like a ridiculous-looking person the whole way home, which is fine. Uh, in a broken, garbage people, in a blown, yeah, blown-out flip-flop. So, <laughs> uh, so that was great, and I still have bruises because it was fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we had a fist fight in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun brotherly fist fight. It was we were just palling around and couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't catch my breath for most of it because we were giggling so much, but. Um, just a cartoon-style cloud with arms and legs protruding every once in a while. Just <laughs> and a flip-flop. Yeah, walking around, this, walking down the street was pretty much what you would have seen. So we just we just had a great time. So uh, watching yeah. good football, yeah. And so 
So that was a good good welcoming to the neighborhood as <laughs> a cartoon style fight with your brother. <laughs> dust cloud. <laughs> yep. Just a mobile dust cloud just cruising down the sidewalk. But yeah. Good times. Go Norton's. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if it was a pub. I think it's just a sports bar, so whatever. But it was fine. Yeah. It, was, it was perfectly fine. So that was that was great. Yeah, it was um, great. All right. Any other any other drinks on the horizon that you're uh, you're thinking on there before we move along? Uh no. Actually, next week will be uh, the last. Of, well, yeah, I think the last of my ectogasm. So yeah, more to come on that. But well, I might bring some down because next week I'll be traveling back up to the Midwest. So maybe I'll grab a couple um, pints and some some local flavors there and bring some some bottle skis on down for us to try for the next show, the Crimbus Cast yeah. 2019. Do it for sure, yeah. man. Yeah, and we'll do it. Yeah, we can we can both share them and whatnot and split skis and yeah, that'll be fun. I don't think you're supposed to bring glass though. I think you might want to bring. Metal. I'm driving, so it doesn't matter. Oh well. The pressure in your car, you know. I'm driving a motor. I'm driving a, a moving van, so I'll have plenty of room. <laughs> yeah, I get a keg at that point. <laughs> yeah, I got this local beer. We gotta drink it now, though, because it's not even cold. Yeah. It's, uh, and there's a hundred of them in there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And they have keg holds 160 beers. So, <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah. don't do that. It was funny though. I was talking to my buddy just leaving work today, and I gotta follow up on this. Um, brewery and he said he's actually gonna bring me a couple but he's gonna bring a couple in and he said they're out of california and basically they're making beers like like crazy ipas and like you know uh, browns and reds and porters and stouts that are under one percent alcohol hmm yeah which is nuts and i thought about that i'm like well why would you want to drink that but like what if you really did just like want to experience like the beer itself without he's like well i don't necessarily like getting wasted he's like i just like to drink the beer I like the flavor of beer. I like the taste of beer. He's like, I just, and I don't want the calories. He said, these beers that are under 1% are essentially like 35 calorie beers. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I'm like, huh. I'm like, well, he's right because the, the alcohol, the sugar is where the, you know, the, the process of converting sugar into alcohol is where the, the calories come from. So it makes good sense. I just, I'm like, I I don't know if those would be any good. Would you, would you be interested in trying a 1%, a slew of 1% beers? Um, yeah, to taste them, honestly. Yeah, I, I probably I probably would be interested in that. It'd be like that scene from from uh, Dumb and Dumber though, where the cop pulls him over because it oh. smells like beer, but it's not beer. Oh boy, <laughs> yep. it wouldn't be exactly the same. Yeah. Give me that if you know what's good for you, you pumpkin pie headed freak. <laughs> you pumpkin pie headed freak. Oh, yeah. oh. You- Get out of my county. I actually, I actually did have one slight story. I'll keep it brief because um, there's no, not, a whole, not a whole lot of meat on the bone here. But um, when talking with one of my coworkers today, he um, he mentioned that a family member of his back in this would have been like early '80s, and uh, it, this was in rural Ohio. He actually was making his own wine and brewing his own beer back then. And he goes, that's yeah, he goes, it's not like it was like any good or anything. And I go, dude, that's incredible. And he goes, what do you mean? And I was like, I went on to say, I was like, okay, so those were like the pioneer times. I was like, he couldn't just like Google something or Amazon something to help him brew any better. I was like, he was legitimately having to do this. Like, I mean, obviously it's not like super old school, but as a home brewer in the eighties, like, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. He was actually able to produce beer for, you know, special events and stuff like that. So well, kinda... I think, and I think people don't really get 
the gist of it. Like, once you do it just once or twice, it's like making cookies or making a pie or something, you know? It's like, Grandma didn't always have the recipe in front of her. She just knew how to do it eventually. And, and like, Ryan could probably brew in his sleep. I mean, it's not terribly complex. The complex part of brewing is when you get, like, all right, it's 60 minutes in the dry, and then it's 20 minutes on the boil, and then you got to whirlpool it here, and then you got to, you know, do this uh, flip turn at the end. I mean, that's the kind of stuff where it gets complicated. But all you're trying to do for the complication is to make it consistent and make it, you know, exactly what you were trying to export out of it, given the ingredients in the in the pathway that you took. So, so I do think that you can make, like, again, back we talked about, you know, Thomas Jefferson brewing beer, and you want to talk about not having Google. Yeah. <laughs> he was using like an almanac from a climate that didn't exist where he was. So it was like, you know, it's it's like, yeah, you you can. It's pretty simple. The process is. But um, the hard part is, you know, again, finding that balance to be able to recreate that same recipe with the same expected results, I think, time and time again, which is the hard part. So, yeah, um, it is fascinating, though. Like, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I was impressed. I was like, and then I asked my buddy, I go, well, is it any good? And he goes, eh, not really. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, for the no. most part, he goes, eh, it was okay. <laughs> but, yeah, well, there's that, too. So, like I said, consistency and drinkability from what you're trying to get out of it. That's where you can suffer by being a little bit more lapsadaisical on the rules, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I wanted to get a little Shaco in there. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of Shacos, moving on to the the beer news section uh, that we always talk about, where we um, talk about some local stories, some some national flavors, um, some some little tidbits here. And one of the things that we actually posted on the Facebook group, which was interesting to see, is that. Constellation Brands, so Ballast Point, which you may be familiar, they have like the the mm-hmm. big fish on their cans, and they oh, yeah. they have like a kind of nautical theme to most of their stuff. Um, obviously, being Ballast Point, um, you know they they would, but um, it's a California craft brewer, and they actually were purchased by one billion um, for one billion by Constellation Brands, and Constellation is like. I want to say they're Corona and there are some other um, kind of like, you know, more common uh, big guy breweries. But they actually sold Ballast Point to back to an independent uh, craft beer, craft brewery, one of the larger ones that is out there, um, because they wanted to shift their focus from craft beer to hard seltzer. (laughs) So I know how, how much of a, you know, how much ryan gets excited for hard seltzer but but i don't think we've ever talked about 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 hard seltzer (laughs) so what is your (laughs) (laughs) well what did what would you you know what do you think about that like actually giving up not giving up but abandoning some of these other smaller or even i mean ballast point was quite large i think it was like the fifth largest in california or at least like the western united states so i mean it's it's quite a large brand um for hard seltzer though like i don't i don't know about that they're um uh, i guess they'd be putting all their eggs in one basket there i mean that's they must really think that the next genre is that hard seltzer which i mean they're right to a point but i'm not gonna drink that stuff like that's i think there's there's definitely a market for it oh, but for sure. like yeah. it's like saying i'm gonna stop you know making budweiser and make four locos now because energy beer is the next it's like i don't yeah i don't know i don't see it being that kind of a trend where it's literally gonna put out 
put out brewers, but I guess it is because this is a good example. <laughs> yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now it's one example, and again, we, we had listed this in the uh, the Facebook group, Craft Brews and Geek News, just to get some opinions, and actually, I'm going to pull that up now just to see what people are saying about it. Uh, but the interesting thing is that, the like I said, the ownership now actually defaults back or was purchased. Uh, the new owners now are actual craft craft brewing company and i want to see what it is i forget who the brewery is that so let me give me a second i'll look that up oh yeah i i think uh i think my 7-eleven has uh, their toasted point what is it uh ballast point toasted lager or something like that mm. yeah they were, they were carrying that for a while yeah they have that they have a sculpin skull that fishes yeah. sculpin yeah sculpin ipa i think is what it is that's yeah. the one i keep remembering it's like this hideous looking fish that's that's on the can yeah and um and yeah it's it's i've not hated any of the beer they're usually at the temple terrace craft beer fest they're usually at a couple um you know a couple of the local beer fests so like i'm all about that stuff but um the kings and convicts brewing company i'm guessing out of california again um, had purchased Ballast Point, so hmm. uh, that's kind of interesting. No, I mean it, they've they've, I think they've had some weird flavors, so it kind of doesn't really surprise me that they'd go all in on something like that. But yeah, hope it works out for them. I mean, I'm not drinking that stuff though. Green jacket, bull jacket. <laughs> yeah, but I've been doing a lot of golfing recently, so yeah, you have, you really have. I remember. All the stories you keep telling. Oh yeah, dude. Well, we're actually going back out here, and then like the next like two weeks. Nice. So. What's your uh, what's your handicap there? You guys, you got a good oh, long game. My handicap short game. I think I got my handicap down to one house per game. Mm. That's about maybe a lanai, a lanai and a half. No, that's um, good. No, that's good. no, that's Just... not good. But, but yeah, I uh, had a lot of fun. <laughs> That's the name of the game, and yeah, so didn't hit any people, and we're good. Okay, well, that that is good that you didn't hit anybody. All right, well, speaking of leaving it, let's leave this segment and power on right into the next one. Oh, <laughs> Our geek news section, we drink it on in, we drink it on in, send it on back. <laughs> I am... Well, first, I'm overly concerned that my batteries can run out on my Zoom H1 because I've only got one bar left, and I've never seen it go dash, dash, dash. Does it go dash, dash, dash? Mine's down to one bar, too, and it just did it like a little bit ago. No, mine did it when we hit minute 18, and we're at 22, so I think it might crash out pretty soon. What does that mean? What, yeah, what, Do you have a charger for yours? Free you batteries! Mean? Yay! <laughs> Doyle rules. <laughs> well, learn something new. I told you if you just play... Uh, anyways, so yes, um, yeah, so... Our geek news section. Drink it on in. Send it on back. Um, there's a bunch of trailers. Trailers, trailers, trailers. There's a lot of trailers that came out. Uh, did you get a chance to look at the first one they have here? The Black Widow trailer. I did. I did, I did. Um, Initial thoughts? Because if I remember correctly, you were um, quite the Scar Joe, the Scar Joe-man. Scar uh, um, <laughs> um Yes, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh... And I like the character, the Black Widow. And I did kind of want to know more because I, I'm tired of trying to explain to everyone. They're like, so what is her power? And I'm like, just don't. I'm like, just. <laughs> she doesn't have powers. Like, she does stuff with guns and she's super flippy. I don't know what you want. Like, She is quite stretchy. She's stretchy and she's flippy and she flips around. and She's a stretchy girl and she's uh, she's got a Russian 
parts. Which, but she's not right. Well, I mean, she, she doesn't sound it, so you can't really tell. <laughs> Anyways, either way, way. Um, I like the trailer. It seemed to get more interesting as it went on. At first, it kind of was a little, little lackadaisical. I was like, all right, a lot of story here. But <laughs> we get some, we get some Hoppa. Uh, we get some, yes. Some so. Hoppa's the Red Guardian. That's sick. Yeah, I, I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge of the Red Guardian. I, I, I kind of like that it's this kind of goofy Potato Land esque, um, <laughs> yeah. um, you know. Uh, Captain America. That was that was actually really fun to see, and then kind of put that together. So yeah, and that's that's what I think. And I, again, I am not by any mean like the comic book pro, but from the the so first off, Black Widow. Yeah, movie coming out. I, I believe it's next year. I don't think it's twenty twenty one. It's definitely twenty twenty. I think it's in May. I think that's what it is here. I think it's out actually in April, like in Australia and some other parts of the world. But um, yeah, it, it looked. It looks fine. I, again, her story is not the one that I needed to explain, and and they're probably going to go to the Budapest, which of course they did. They showed it in the trailer, so that's great. They talked about Budapest in every stinking movie that they were in. Her and um, Hawkeye did, mm. but yeah, what I'm most interested to see is Hopper as the Red Guardian, <laughs> um, because in my understanding is in the comic book lore. Is that Captain America's serum, of course, they were trying to replicate it all over the place. The Germans, the Nazis, you know, the, the Russians, whoever. And so Red Guardian is like a version of the Captain America serum. And they show in that trailer, like, it looks like he had punched through the door of, like, a prison or something. Yeah. Uh, apparently in Russia, they're, like, all about prison tats. And, of course, you can see that from the, uh, the dude in Iron Man 3, I think. Where he's covered, Iron Man 2, where he's covered in tats and he's like a Russian version of Iron Man. And he was mad because his dad didn't get cited for the creation of the arc reactor and all this kind of stuff. So, like, Marvel has dabbled in this, that, like, Russians are in the universe and they're, they're these, you know, some of these guys have particular powers. And this particular guy, the Red Guardian, has a version of the super serum that looks like it doesn't necessarily prevent him from aging. It doesn't have the same metabolism effects where he can't get drunk or gain weight. Because um, obviously Hopper yeah. <laughs> is not in peak physical condition. <laughs> uh, but he still looks like he could hold his own, or at least he did, because... The bad guy for this is called the Taskmaster. Do you know about the Taskmaster? Task, task, Taskmaster. Uh, very, very little. <laughs> so, so apparently he also um, had, and this is comic book lore. It was like he had also um, had exposure, had injected himself with a version of the Captain America Super Serum. But what happened is uh, part of that. Uh, side effect was a short-term memory loss so he was actually on the avengers like side he was a good guy um at the beginning of his journey and then he became a bad guy who developed photographic memory for movements so like if he went up against captain america he could hold his own because he'd fight with the same style that he did and make the same kicks and the same spins and the same moves and so as he fights you know, the Black Widow or anybody else, he can kind of mirror their their movement, which is why, like, if he holds a bow after he sees how Hawkeye can shoot, he can shoot the same way. So it's kind of an interesting bad guy, um, Taskmaster. So I don't know why they chose that particular bad guy for for this one, but um, that's pretty cool. And then um, the brunette lady who was... 
um, also in the trailer, sitting like to the right of you know, the Red Guardian when they were sitting there at dinner. Um, she should she could be the Iron Maiden, who again is another version of um, like a super soldier esque thing that has you know uh, she actually had an exoskeleton basically of like a metal exosuit, so she would kind of be almost Iron Man without the jets and stuff and all the nanotech. So she could be pretty cool too to see. And then, um, and then, yeah. So, I don't know. The only other thing about this one is that they introduce her sister. Did you see that interaction where they're basically again doing the same kicks and flips? Yeah, I did. Um, and she's the only like, there was a gun switching moment. I'm like, yeah, just yeah, it's kind of silly. Yeah, kind of silly. This movie overall seemed like the stakes are pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, considering that, like, we know she survives it, and she has to then do Endgame and Infinity War. I mean, it's not like she's, yeah. it's not like there's a big mystery, like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in Nat. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. But the the sister, Yolana, she's apparently going to be the new Black Widow. So she'll fill the void of ScarJo's character in future Avengers movies moving forward. Or she could. Yeah. Now they could very well kill her off in this movie and make some bigger thing and then bring back, you know, ScarJo even in the next Avengers movie, which they very well could do. I don't know, but she could potentially be the next Black Widow. Do you think we need another like Black Widow or just like a new character for the Avengers? No, I, I don't think we need another one. Um, I think another honestly, powerless superhero. I, yeah, I think you know. I think there's a few others that I wouldn't mind seeing their story a little bit more, but I don't know. So who uh, who are currently? Well, yeah, I mean, I you know, I always thought uh, I always thought Falcon would be cool um, seeing his deal. Why do you like Falcon so much? I don't know. He's cool, man. Flies around on your left. What? I don't. Uh, or on your right. He says something like, on your left or on your right. That's like the whole saying between him and Cap. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. It'd be neat. I, 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 again, I'm sick of the people that don't have powers, and yet they're on the Avengers. That's That doesn't make any sense. They shouldn't. He just has dumb wings, and he's... I watched Endgame again, thanks to Disney+, Plus, and he like just stabs like a big monster. I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. It's a super stab. <laughs> yeah, but it. it's not super. Well... It's a government issue. It's, it's just a regular stab. It's just a regular stab. It's a government issued suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's... Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they, we talk. I think we talked about this last time, where the uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, you know, their new show that's coming up. Yeah, that's... horses patoot. Yeah. Just don't care. Could be fun. Nah, just don't care. I don't care much about it, but. Right, but you're you have right. to think, you know, some people out there, they would do the same thing that we do with, like, car, uh, Star Wars content. Like, they don't care what it is. They're like, I just want to see it. Like, I just want to see it. I want more of it. I want this. Exi- I want that to exist in the world. And <laughs> I just want to see it. I don't care what it is. It'll work. Well, I do, and I do want to see it. So, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I do want to see it. I just don't know that that's the combination that would have chosen. Yeah. You know, like, like. Like Wanda and uh, and Vision, Wanda Vision, when it's yeah. a black and white '50s soap or, or sitcom or something. I mean, I don't want to see that either. Yeah, no, I'm good. So good on that. <sighs> but um, that is coming. So um, speaking of things that are coming, before we move on to the next series, though, 
The Witcher. Have you been see? Have you been getting hyped up about The Witcher? Because it comes out also like next Friday. Not at all. Nah, it's a negative. You keep Dude, your magic Henry to Cavill, yourself. He's Henry Cavill's like literally his press junket is has been just on point, and it's every my you I pull up anything on my phone, and it just immediately goes to the press junket of Henry Cavill and the the cast running around talking about the show, and it sounds really good. I think they might be shooting themselves in the foot just a bit, and I've got a theory on that. What is that theory? They're basically like they're well, they're walking down the street with like, okay, so everybody's talking about what the next Game of Thrones is going to be, and this is it. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good strategy because Game of Thrones fans are going to see that and be like, no, nah, this isn't, this isn't <laughs> it at all. It's yeah. like, it's like saying, hey, you guys love Lord of the Rings. Well, here's Game of Thrones. Like, not exactly the same. Not the same at all, but you could, you could draw the similarity, right? Like where you could actually spin it to be marketed that way. I just don't think that people are going to respond to The Witcher on Netflix the same way that they did as Game of Thrones on HBO. Yeah, I'm not going to, and I can tell you why. Um, the reason I'm not going to enjoy it, probably, I'm not trying to say boo-hoo before I even see it, but it sounds like it's going to be a whole nother you got to learn the towns, you got to learn the land, you got to learn the names, and you got to learn all the people. No, that's the game. No, I know, but it's still to even watch it, dude. I mean, you, if you have no idea, you, yeah, you'll pick it up quick, but it's like, all right, I, I don't know if I have time for more of those. I already got Skyrim on my brain. I've already got Game of Thrones <laughs> in my brain. I've got Star Wars. Like, I don't want to learn more like background characters or people who died. I don't do all that. I'm good without that. Like, I think it's, I think it's really going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a tremendous fail. I mean, they've already renewed it for a second season, which they start filming in January. Mm. I think it's either going to be a monumental fail, as in like they spent one hundred sixty thousand, you know, one hundred sixty million on on the first season, and they'll they'll net back, you know, zero interest in the show. Period, and nobody likes it, and it's just a big flop, and nobody wants to see it. I, I don't think it's going to be because the complexity of the show. I think to your earlier point, like your taste in video games, it's like you either have to be on board with the fact that like this is a weird different take of like a good superhero guy rather than, you know, one that is just a normal superhero where or, or not even superhero where he's just Jon Snow and he's just this great guy and he does this thing and whatever. You know, this guy, like the Witcher, there's potions involved. And there's, there's like, monsters involved, and there is a bit of magic involved, and then they have sorceresses that have more mag magic, and they have people like the Witcher who, like, in general, I just see the grandmas sitting on the decks being like, okay, so he's a witch? No, 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 he's not a witch. He's a witcher. Okay, so is he not a witch? Why do they call him the witcher? Why do they call him the witcher if he's not a witch? It's like, well, no, not ex that's, that's not right. Like, I think that translation is going to get lost. Yeah. To your point of like having to understand all the content before you can really even enjoy it. So that's kind of scary to me. Or they're going to be like, oh my God, there's this new great show and it's The Witcher. And the way that it'll go so strong, it'll be like friends telling friends. And then all of a sudden it's like Game of Thrones. Because you remember like season one of Game of Thrones, nobody watched it. Yeah. Like it wasn't that popular. Yeah. And then people are like, oh my God, there's a bunch of floppy weens. You got to see this show. Nope, that's not what people flock to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought some people may have. Uh, some people may not have. Jenny's raising her hand. So she did, but... Uh, well, you know, you can't argue with that because so many other uh, video game crossover shows have done so well. 
No, they have not. <laughs> but but they've made that they made that distinction already. They said this is not about the, movie, the video games at all. It has nothing to do with the video games. It's actually on the first book. So there's seven books. Everything's about a stupid book nowadays, Laws. Everything. <laughs> Just save some time and don't read. <laughs> well, if you're not a dumb book, you're not going to be able to be made into a TV show. That's just what it is. But that kind of pissed off all the video game franchise fran- fans because they're like, well, The Witcher 3 is like the greatest game that people have played in a long time, me included. It's the greatest game I've played in my entire, I think, history of playing video games. Um, it is just that good. But this show has nothing to do with the game. It's It takes place significantly before the game actually does um, earlier in the history of The Witcher. So... So who the hell knows? But mm. that's that's my you know uh, kind of force not force my uh, future readout on The Witcher um, and the successor because it really will launch in ten days. The the series comes out and ne- the way Netflix does their stuff, they'll drop everything on day one. So like come next Friday, not this coming Friday, but next Friday, you'll have ten episodes or eight episodes, whatever the first full season is available to download and to watch. So. I think in that format, people may get into it, but I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. It may be a flash in the pan, and it may not even. It may just be a torrential flop. But Netflix needs a win, that's for sure. They do actually. Yeah, they've. Uh... They do right now, only because Disney Plus is probably taking a huge chunk out of their out of their viewership. You know, the coupon. I got a coupon in the like in my email to like literally yesterday for Redbox and it was a dollar 25 off a movie. I'm like movies <laughs> are only a dollar 25. So what are you saying? They're like, "Please, listen, Disney Plus is killing us. Just come rent a movie. We'll give it to you for free. You don't have to pay for it. Get in your stupid car and drive down to the store, please." Please. Well, they also announced today, um, literally this morning at like seven a.m., that they were going to discontinue renting games at Redbox. Yeah, I, I can't. So, pers- I can't see that actually lasting. Like, or I could never have seen that lasting. What renting games at Redbox? Yeah, how are you going to do? Well, people that? are keeping them. Well, <laughs> That's you, what it was. You need to keep them, or dude, what are you going to do? So you rent a game for what three or four days before it becomes unprofitable to wait until it's twenty dollars. Like, so okay, that's great. So you keep it for four days. But then you have to spend like four hours downloading the updates to get it <laughs> going, and then no one has space in their hard drive. So already it's like two two or three things against doing all that when you could just wait until it goes on sale for like 30 or 20 bucks or something like that, which is inevitable within like a year or two after it's been out. Well, I'll tell you, I think where they, where they were banking on the Redbox strategy, where they were banking on it at least, it was that you would try it, and then you would just end up buying it from the Redbox machine. But you'd be buying it for full price knowing that it was a rented game. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is horse's ass. Yep. Um, the reason they got, they got me a couple of times on that, not buying the games, but just having to try them through Redbox, because I actually would get the same thing. I would get like a coupon. It was like 75 cents off, and then, you know... It, throw this chuck in spider-man just to have it and if you do it with this offer blah blah blah. and so i actually rented two or three games over the last probably six months from redbox just because they were included with renting a movie mm-hmm. but they also know from probably my account or my history is like this guy forgets to return his stuff at least one or two days <laughs> we'll make we'll make our dollar 25 back off of him mm-hmm. um and sometimes they did but yeah yeah, know. but a coupon for the full price of the Redbox, like they must be sweating bullets because like those locations, 
I can only imagine they're they're barely profitable, like at best. Yeah. Barely, and they're only making buy on volume and people like me that forget every now and again and charge another dollar or two <laughs> to their account. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, and you got to maintain those. Oh man, maintain those machines and uh, whoever the hell. Right, the maintenance. Work. So you got to have a guy, and it's a franchise model, and then you got to buy the license for all those things, and you got to change them every like week, yeah. every Tuesday. They have new movies, so you got to like somebody's got to be out there weekly servicing every single one of those. And there's like I don't know four thousand like in the you know this southern unit. So I, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a large network. It was a good model for a while, but best I mean, best by um. Blockbuster went out of business for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything's going digital. Digital's going to put Redbox out of business, just like Redbox put Blockbuster out of business. I heard, was it was it you that said this? Uh, something about Blockbuster had the opportunity at one point to buy Netflix. And it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was Netflix or Redbox or what it was, but no, they said no. It was Netflix. Yeah, they, they passed on it. It was like they had the opportunity to do that, and now it's, you know, the roles reverse. It's funny. Funny stuff. Yeah, yeah it is funny. It's funny, hmm. intimate. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny, but at the same time, it's like a natural progression of things. Like everything's going digital; it's just what it is. So, like, just get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I want a Stadia. Google, if you're listening, give me a Stadia. Do you? Do you want a Stadia? Yeah. Why not? Because it's not working out well, and the games are expensive, and the, the thing isn't working at all. Oh, well, that's what I heard. I don't want one anymore. Google, you no know, gives these backsies. <laughs> Anyways, no, no, no. I, I, I would like to try it. I just think that, I think it needs six months or so before it, it can be viable. Oh yeah, so. that's why I'm not getting it for a long time. But I'll well, 120 bucks for the controller—it's actually pretty good. But yeah, see, it's not bad. Yeah, but then you got to buy all the games and the membership. I'm sure we'll have like a game pass eventually. And yeah, that would be the real, real kick in the pants there. If they had a Game Pass and you didn't have to download these games to your computer, then you could just play. Then you could play old Nintendo games. And they would always be updated, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, not old Nintendo games, but you know what I mean by that. Well, no, not old Nintendo games. Yeah. Unless yeah. Nintendo struck a deal with Google, because they're doing that now. They're, like, playing. Like, I'm, I swear to you, Halo is this close from being on Nintendo Switch. That would be it's incredible. F- it's very close, because Halo, or Nintendo and Microsoft are, like, partnering on some crazy stuff right now so they should yeah yeah i I wouldn't be surprised they do but anyways we're gonna we're gonna we gotta keep going on through this stuff okay so uh mandalorian we had a couple more episodes hey mando hey ajuta mando (laughs) good that was from episode three uh which is still one of my faves yeah. But episode four and episode five came out, and what do you think happened? Um, what am I supposed to say? It. I mean, just about nothing happened. Like yeah. literally, both those episodes were pretty much filler. Um, I don't think they were filler per se. Each one, if you notice, I think episode four was based loosely off Seven Samurai, which was like, "Hey, go in, train the villagers. They'll take care of themselves, so we can actually get the people that are coming in here and stealing all of our crap and kick them out." That was episode four. I like that. And episode, one. F- yeah. You what? So I like that one. I liked it too. I'm just saying that's what it, it was. There was nothing new in that. Yeah. It didn't add anything to the lore. All it did was just show Mando could make a friend, and then basically Work teach together. some villagers how to fight for themselves, which is nothing new. It's a pretty tropey episode. Mm. And then episode five, I actually liked episode five more. Have you seen that one yet? 
Uh, I think I saw most of it. Tatooine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, so it's... It was cool. It's, it's, cool. It's, it was good because it was pretty fan servicey. Where, like, yeah. they were literally like, hey, this is Tatooine, and hey, we're back at the most lastly cantina. And, and again, where my head always goes with these things, and I think we've talked about this before, the reason I like this, um, this series so much is because... Uh, my head cannon goes so like they got the back. So when I heard Mos Eisley Tower, what'd you think about that? Like you must have mm-hmm. clicked too because you were like, "Oh, we're back to Tatooine." Yeah. So the episode, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. and we we don't really go into a lot of detail with these things, and I won't spoil much of it. But the points that I really liked about it is that you know he gets into a dogfight, he has to go in for some repairs, he happens to find Tatooine, Mos Eisley, and when he goes into the cantina, because he does go into this this this, and a couple of the aliens that are in there were in there from A New Hope. They were the same alien. So, like, they just never left, I guess, or came back quite frequently. Yeah. Quite the bar tab. Those yeah, guys. those guys need, need to get out and do some something with their lives. But what I noticed is that it wasn't as busy. It wasn't as packed. There wasn't as much traffic in there. And part of it could be budgetary. Sure, you could voice that. But what I think is because, again, this is, this is like six years after the Empire fell. And the reason that Mos Eisley Cantina was so popping is because it was like the only place that these degenerates and, and villains and scoundrels could go to like escape the, the watchful eye of the Empire. And so like they were in there trying to find jobs and things and smugglers and all this kind of crap. But when the Empire has fallen, there's no reason for them to hide. Right? And that's, yeah. and that's what I thought was a pretty cool transition to see five six years after the empire fell like really what what how hard is it to go find a job obviously a bounty hunter like the mandalorian couldn't even find work in there except for this one you know douche that was there uh that the whole premise of the show was built on which again didn't really equate to anything but um yeah so what do you think overall the episode uh overall yeah i mean i was i was a big fan um it was neat to see some throwback stuff. It was neat to see more content. Uh, obviously, I mean, again, I'm I'm kind of one of those things like I wouldn't care if I if they watched them like shopping at the grocery store and tattooing. Like I'd probably watch it. And that's and that's <laughs> kind of what I felt like that one was. It was like the the you know the ultimate goal of the episode was kind of mute. And then once they got back, what had happened was nothing, <laughs> except you got yep. to see a little bit more humanized form of the Mando. Um, he's very negligent with that baby again. But baby Yoda, you know, is pretty pretty darn cute. So I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, they're not making a whole lot of toys, is what I've seen of him yet. No, well, they're they're making the toys. They're just not available yet. Yeah, like they're out. They're out now, and there'll be a pop figure and all those sorts of crap. Oh, yeah. It'll be a Furby um, in no time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. What I'm liking most about the baby Yoda is the memes. Obviously, yeah. the memes are the best. I saw one, and it was like, you know, uh, like he's sipping the soup from episode four, and it's mm-hmm. just like me waiting in line at the, at the grocery store for my mom to buy me comic books, and it's like just sipping the soup. <laughs> a lot of like stupid meme stuff like that, but Baby Yoda is taking the internet by storm. <laughs> nah, that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, any other final thoughts on The Mandalorian 4 and 5? And then we'll touch base probably after 6 and 7. And then that'll bring us right up to the very last episode, which should be right after uh, Christmas. That's awesome. I'm probably going to go for my first rewatch to bring me up to speed. 
Like, just pick a day and just watch them all? <laughs> I've been watching them all, like, once or twice at least, just to stay up to date. Because there's so many little references, especially in this last one, episode 5, if you haven't seen it. There's so many references back to the Clone Wars and to uh, the Phantom Menace and to the original trilogy. There's pit droids. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. stuff that kind of pop- pops back uh, from the previous ones. And I really did enjoy that, so... Plus, you get to see how much of a badass he can be because he gets sniped twice. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't fall. I mean, doesn't doesn't die. So uh, that Baskar is, is on point. I'll give you. It's strong as I'll, I'll say that. Heck yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's cool stuff. Yeah. All right, and then the last one is we had some we had some special treatment here for the podcast. Friend of the show, Deems. Um, actually went to go ride Rise of the Resistance, which is the brand new ride at Galaxy's Edge that opened in Hollywood Studios on December 5th, so five days ago. And he got us some fresh audio. You want to hear this, don't you, Lausman? No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want anything to be spoiled <laughs> or ruined. Well, and for that point, what I'm going to do is I'll put the episode, I'll, I'll put the, I'll, I'll say a special note here, and then I'll put the audio in to the episode here and what i did is I actually scrubbed it and just found a couple cool clips so just some some pretty neat stuff that i thought from the audio and this will be the first ever which i can only imagine in the last five days is the first ever podcast recording of the rise of resistance ride audio dialogue mm. <laughs> so there's a piece i just gotta say this one thing there's a piece that that i did cut out and i'm not gonna say where it is in the ride or when or who's well i will say who said it but there's a there's a Mon Calamar, and I think he's like Admiral or Captain Bill or something stupid like that. Bard, I think it's Bard. I don't know, but he eventually goes. He goes, like Finn has a line because all the all the actors from the the, the last franchise are in it, and uh, Finn has a line and he kicks it over to this guy and he goes, okay, and all passengers keep your arms and legs inside the transport at all times and make sure you monitor your children. Now let's go get that. First order of starship. It's like, wait a second, what? Like he did this. He did the safety brief, like <laughs> as they're blasting off into the universe. That's a good time for it. I mean, you don't. Yeah. You clearly don't have time for that on the ground. But make sure you bring your children. It was just like the monorail speech. Like, por favor, mantenerse. Please make sure you keep your arms and legs inside the transport at all time and monitor small children. Oh, uh, thanks. Just say I don't remember that in the movie. Say it's a trap and push the button. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we pay you for. <laughs> so, yes. So I did listen to some of it. It is such a cool experience. And again, it's like, you know, 25 minutes long. You go from room to room and from ship to ship and different transports and different ride vehicles. I cannot wait to ride the ride. It is awesome. And um, if you want to hear it, I will, um, I'm going to queue it up here in about three minutes left of this dialogue. And then we will play it at the very, very end of this episode. Mr. Lossman, any questions on any of that? No, but I cannot wait to. Uh, I can't wait to, to experience that uh, that ride myself. I mean, the whole the whole process, man, with the v- virtual queue and the the ridiculousness that is a almost half hour long ride. I mean, I just I'm excited about all of it, man. I can't wait. I just think, and you know this firsthand. If if the Falcon and the way that you walk through that line and that experience of just getting to the ride is is like. 10% right of what yeah. this this magnificent beast could be I'm like yes yes all day yes give me that that's that's what I want because I yeah. think that's just going to be fantastic I'm in complete agreement I, I cannot wait that's, that's going to yeah. be fun I gotta figure no. out how I can get out there 
Yeah, I'm super stoked. Well, Deems and I are going to try and hit that park back up again on the first of the year. So as soon as um, as soon as soon we can get over there, it's just so busy with this move. But as soon as we can go over there, we will. But in the meantime, Deems wrote it, and he's, he's showed me pictures and also 50-plus animatronic stormtroopers. All the employees are Imperial Guards. Like, it is cool. Yeah. It is really cool. So, um, right so that's it. All right, and we'll play that um, clip right at the end of this episode. So in about, again, T-minus 90 seconds from now. But Lostman, where can the good kids find you? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Mr. Lostman. Still trying to tweet and not doing the best job. But tweeting as much as I can, sometimes. Tweet, tweet. You keep trying them tweets. Um, You can find me at the Brewmetrics Club on Twitter um, on Instagram and YouTube, it's Craft Brews and Geek News, and of course the Facebook group, um, Craft Brews and Geek News. It's a great place to join us, please. We are, again, what, buying Christmas presents now, it's Christmas season now, we are 15 days out from Christmas, click the Amazon affiliate link here in this description, and just, just click it. All you have to do is click it, you go on and you buy anything that you normally would. It gives us roughly 40%. Somehow the magic wizards of Amazon give us a kickback. It is fantastic. It helps us to afford new equipment for the show so we can continue to get better. I hope that you guys are improving or liking the improved volume here or the improved quality of the show. If you do, please comment in the, in the description below. Give us a, a, a like on Amazon or, on, or Amazon on iTunes or on any other platform that you actually do find your podcast. Leave us that review on iTunes. It really does help. And again, click that Amazon affiliate link to help us fund the show. Mr. Lousman, as we say at the end of every episode. Uh, wait, I had a good one. <laughs> Weez the juice, I'm in your juice. <laughs> I'm in your juice. <laughs> Uh, and diesel sucks <laughs> that yeah. line is so terrible uh, yeah all right but anyways good night everybody thank uh, you <laughs> goodbye don't forget listen to the uh listen to the the full audio version of rise of resistance brought to you by deems thanks deems bye guys thanks deems <laughs> bye <laughs> hurry and don't you Ground crews will meet you outside the wreck.
You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>